Dr. Emily Funk Reynolds, and you are listening to the Confessions of a Young Doctor podcast, where we are striving for a balance at work and at home so that we can be the best for our patients, our family, and most importantly, for ourselves. Hi guys. So, wow, it has been quite the week. Um, If you listened last week, you know that I talked about what happened with my brother-in-law and the lacrosse team not making it into the NCAA tournament, and uh, (laughs) things got interesting after that. So Tuesday night was the draft for the professional lacrosse league, and my brother-in-law ended up actually getting drafted to play, Um, and we knew that his name was in there but we all didn't think that you know he was actually gonna be picked so um while things didn't work out with the team getting into the playoffs um he is now going to be playing in the PLL so um I think it just goes to show that like I was trying to say last week in the end hard work ultimately does always pay off and I'm a strong believer of that and it might not look the way that you think it should and it might not happen as quickly as you want it to but eventually the universe recognizes hardworking people and time and dedication that you put in does pay off and it's kind of crazy because I think that that whole thing happening on Sunday with them not getting in kind of put me in like a sour mood for the week. Um, just feeling like discouraged about my own situation. But then on Tuesday when that happened, it was like Wednesday morning when I woke up, my whole mood was just shifted and um kind of renewed and while this whole lacrosse situation has absolutely nothing to do with me I kind of I guess made it like an allegory for my own situation and so when things worked out the way that they did um I don't know I somehow I guess felt validated (laughs) in my my relating um, to the situation. So um, it was good (laughs) that I was kind of renewed in spirit because this was a heck of a week. Um, This Saturday was my Saturday to work at my job. I work one Saturday a month. And then it also so happened to be the township where my startup office is. It was the community day there. So Saturday, I worked 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. and then raced back to community day to spend the rest of the few hours that were left there. And um, I had one of my staff members holding down the fort while I was working. And then today, Sunday, we hosted a pop-up shop with a girl that I went to high school with who has an online clothing boutique. So, um, 
we just had it at the office. Um, so I didn't have to do a ton of work for that, but it was just an active weekend. And then also after that, I was trying to see my friend who just had a baby um, to finally get to meet her new son. So, um, you know, it's Sunday night, 10 o'clock right now, and I definitely don't feel like I rested this weekend. Um, I feel like I always feel like that when I work on the Saturday. Um, but this one in particular, because it was just so many extra things. Um, but you know, hustle mode is, is where we are right now. So, um, yeah, that was my week. Um, you know, I'm in kind of a renewed state, I guess, and it comes to being hopeful about our future growth. Um, and that, you know, in the long run, all of this will be worth it. But, uh, yeah, that doesn't mean that the days aren't long and hard. So, um, anyway, I want to finally get to the topic that I had originally planned to talk about last week, which is going over things that I DIY'd or, um, took on on my own when it came to this startup process and just let you know kind of why and whether I would recommend doing them yourself or maybe not, um, based on, on my experience. My main motivation for doing all of these things pretty much myself was to save money. Um, during this process, lots of things cost money, lots of things cost a lot of money, um, and there are some things that, you know, are big expenses and there's no way around it. So I tried to cut corners in when it comes to cost savings um, where I could without sacrificing quality. Um, and yeah, so in in the beginning, um, some things that I did was um, I filed to form an LLC myself. Um, this is something that a lot of people pay lawyers to do but honestly i just looked it up on the state website um and then i used a template operating agreement um to kind of tweak a little bit on my own and then set it up so um for me the operating agreement was not difficult because i am a sole owner if you're looking to partner with somebody, um, then I would probably recommend getting a lawyer. Um, but since I was a sole owner, uh, the operating agreement was pretty straightforward. And then in the state of Pennsylvania, at least where I am forming an LLC and registering with the state was also very straightforward. So I ended up paying just $125 or whatever the um, I think it was $125, the fee to the state was to form the LLC, um, and I know people pay multiple hundreds, if not, um, a couple thousand dollars to lawyers or third-party services to do this, so I would say, um, you know, you want to be careful and don't want to 
you know, make a mistake um, and make sure that you do your research. But I think this is something that is very doable on your own, um, at least in my state in Pennsylvania. It was a very easy process. So the next thing was that I made my own logo. Um, I used a program called Canva, which you guys know I've talked about before. I think I spoke about it when I talked about um, creating an aesthetic resume. Um, But Canva is, you can buy a paid version of Canva. I think it's like $10 a month or something like that. But I actually don't have paid Canva. So the difference um, is just in terms of the graphics that you have access to you can access more of them if you have the paid version and then also the file types that you can download are um you have a wider variety of file types when you have the paid version of canva but i designed my own logo in canva using um shapes and i kind of like covered things that I didn't want in the picture, um, so it definitely wasn't easy, but I'm pretty comfortable with manipulating graphics. Um, it's something that I've been, I don't know, good at or experimented with since I was, like, younger. I remember when I was, like, 10, making brochures in, uh, Windows Publisher for my mom for her office, so I've always kind of been comfortable with playing around with, like, clip art and word art and um, working with graphics to kind of cut corners Um, and I have done it a lot for the podcast and making Instagram posts on our account over there Um, so I guess two things I want to say about this one if you're gonna use Canva or a similar program to make a logo don't just go into canva and type in like logo and then just change the words to be like your business name um because that is not a unique logo um that's like somebody else's template design and you can definitely use it i think but um it's not like proprietary um you can't market in the future um so if you are using Canva, you want to kind of manipulate graphics to make your own thing um i hope that makes sense but don't use one of the templates and then just change it or change the colors um to make your logo because that is not um an independent logo and then the second thing is like i mentioned earlier the canva when you don't have the paid version you can't download something as like a png with no background or an eps file Um, and those are things that you will want. Um, you're not going to want to always have to have your logo on a white background or, um, you know, for certain graphics, um, they're going to request that you have an EPS file. Um, like when I had my sign made, it, it needed to be an EPS file, um, and some print stuff that we've done, um, for like other signage, um, and shirts and things like that they wanted eps files so again what i did to kind of like hack this um was i made my own logo on canva just on a white 
background and then I downloaded it because you can download um, PDF, PNG, it just can't have a clear or transparent background, um, and JPEG. So then what I did was I went on Etsy and I typed in, um, you know, like PNG conversion or something like that. And I basically found a person in India to take my logo that I had made in Canva on a white background. And I'm assuming they uploaded it into Adobe Illustrator edit out the background, um, and basically turned it into PNG EPS files with transparent backgrounds and, um, you know, that could be manipulated for things like signage and stuff. And that cost me $10. Um, so my entire logo, I made it myself for free and then got all the file formats that I needed using somebody from Etsy, um, for $10. So again, Graphic design, logo design is something that people spend a ton of money on. Um, and I did it for $10. So I, again, would say that I am comfortable with working with graphics. And I had a pretty good vision in mind of what I wanted the logo to look like. Um, so if it's not something that you... Are comfortable with then yeah go go ahead and um, you could pay somebody to do it um, but you know even if, if I had the paid version of Canva I could have done it completely free um, so to me this was like a really big savings um, but again you have to be kind of like graphically inclined um, the other thing that I did um, which is kind of in the same vein, is I made my own website. So I bought a domain from Google, and um, I actually bought two domains. So I bought emilyfunkortho.com, and then I also bought chesterspringsorthodontist.com. So, um, and I set it up so that emilyfunkortho actually forwards to Chester Springs orthodontist and um the reason for that is because it's better for seo um that way when somebody types in chester springs which is the town that i'm in an orthodontist then my site will come up whereas if it's just emily funk ortho um they have to kind of like be typing that in directly which is obviously people are only going to type that in if they know us so um putting in chester springs orthodontist as the space where the website actually lives and then having Emily Funk Ortho just forward there is better for our SEO. And um, we can still advertise our website and everything as emilyfunkortho.com because um, if people type that in, it will go to the main site. Um, so yes, so that was step one. Um, and then I used WordPress and a host and I built the website from scratch. And um, this is one thing that I'm honestly not sure that I would recommend doing this. Um, this website was a freaking labor of love. Um, I spent 
hours on this thing. Um, because while I had built basic sites before, um, like for the podcast and I had like a blog site, um, I never really built like a business site. Um, so I had to learn a lot about the process and, um, I'm not sure that it's super SEO optimized. Um, but I do feel like the main pro of this is that not so much the cost savings because honestly the amount of hours that I spent on it is probably not worth the money that I would have spent although um you know web design costs a lot of money too um but everything that I put on there is exactly the way that I wanted it to be um, because I made it myself. So I think a lot of times when you get somebody else to do your website, if you don't want to pay an arm and a leg, the thing is that they make like a template and just kind of put your information in there. Um, and I'm very particular about things that I want and how they want them to look. Like for example, for my wedding, I made all of the invitations, um, and custom little belly bands with laser cut and everybody's name printed on them and while it was kind of to save money it was mostly because I couldn't find invitations that were exactly what I wanted um so I decided to just do it myself so the website was kind of the same thing I didn't want like stock photos um and all of the content on there all of the wording everything is original so, um, when you have a lot of stuff that's just copy and pasted from other websites or if like 10 other orthodontists have that same phrasing about Invisalign on their website, um, it's not as good for your SEO as opposed to original content. So I think that that is a good thing about my site. Um, but like I said, it was a huge labor of love, um, because I was kind of learning a little bit as I was going, um, and it definitely took me longer probably than it would take somebody who is, you know, does that for a living. And all of the graphics I custom made myself, again, in Canva, so, um, the website build took months, um, but the good thing is that because I own it and I control it, I can change things or add things whenever I want, um, I don't have to, you know, go to my third-party marketing company and say, hey, I want to add this here or whatever, so, like, when I got my board certification, I just went on the back end of the website and edit it and put it in and now it's up there that I'm board certified um and same thing when we started offering a new treatment um embrace I added it right to the website and I can just do it from home at any time um so overall I think I pay like under $200 a year um to host my site and then I pay $12 each for the two domains that I have so overall like 250 bucks at the most for my site however um, it also costs me many hours of my life that I will never get back um, 
but I don't have recurring costs on that in the future. And, um, yeah, it's done. So, um, we'll see how things go in the future if I, you know, want to get outside help with the site. Um, but I would definitely not recommend, um, building the site yourself if you have, like, no experience. Because even for me, who had some, it was a lot. Um, but... Yeah, I'm happy with how it came out. And then it got to a certain point where I was like so far into building it that I was just like, okay, I can't, I can't turn back now. I just have to finish it. Um, and that's something that I worked on during the construction process when, you know, there wasn't that much else to do. So I did have more time on my hands um, to work on it at that time. So yeah, so those are three big things that I did. Um starting and filing my LLC myself, designing my own logo, and making my own website that um, all total, I probably saved, I don't know, at least $10,000 by doing all that stuff myself. And everything is the way that I want it to be. So um, there are, you know, a bunch of other little things, but those are just three main things that I figured I would share um, because in the startup game, you want to try to be as conservative as possible with money um, and expenses start to pile up really, really, really really quick. So um, yeah, if you guys have any questions in more detail about any of those things, um, send me a message. I'd be happy to help however I can and maybe you know, this will inspire you for something that you could do on your own. So if, you know, you're not good with graphics and working on the computer, maybe there are other things that you could do. Um, Like maybe you're good with woodworking or something like that. You could make your own sign for your waiting room. Um, Anything that you can do to offset some of those bigger costs is awesome and I also feel like it gives you an attachment to the project even more so when you invest your own time and work into something so um with the exception of the website which was definitely an undertaking I do I have no regrets about um the other stuff and you know when somebody compliments our logo I'm like yeah you know I made that um it's nice to get that feeling versus just like, yeah, you know, that's the one the designer made and I liked it the best. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like it makes me more connected even more so, um, than I already am to the project. So yeah, that's all I have for this week. And I hope you guys have an awesome week. I will catch y'all in the next one. Bye guys. Mm -hmm.